welcome to Carry On. Hi, guys. And welcome to Sex and the City Podcast. Samantha's like, he's got the most perfect dick. <laughs> How did this happen? How did they get the message that the ass is now on the menu? I've been dating since I was 15. I'm exhausted. Where is he? Thanks. Bye. Great sex. I was reading a critical essay on why some people thought the X-Files revival worked and why mm-hmm. some people thought it didn't. Yeah. And one person, or the writer of the article was saying, you know, <clears throat> you know, David Duchovny is not a great actor. And this has always been true. And I was like, uh, oh, I, I never thought David Duchovny was a bad actor. He's wow. a certain never. kind of actor. He is yeah. a certain kind. A certain Absolutely. To the table, yeah. but he's he not is a David Duchovny. Actor. Yeah. yeah. He, I feel like I could come up with another example if I weren't so lazy of like of, of another actor who is very much like one hundred percent their own person and you couldn't really compare them to well, anyone Niro, else. Like any of your classic yeah. actors sure. you know, classic actors like Especially that. when you look at comedians yeah. too, Aziz Ansari. Oh like, yeah. He's like he, you know, he's doing Well to the, the extent that I feel like he's new Aziz Ansari so Well, I love yes. It. I, I have I think it. I've seen oh, most of the episodes. But Alec and I have had this conversation. Uh, we feel like because he's so specifically Aziz Ansari, and I mean, you like him or you don't. And I've talked to people who are just like, I just can't. I'm like, I totally get it. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I think he's great. He, I do. I love him. But, uh, but, but when he writes some of the lines that he writes, and then other people try to deliver them, and it, and you're like, you can because it's not him saying them; it's right. them trying to do his style. Shit. It doesn't yeah. quite work. Right. Yeah. It's really weird, and that's why you have actors like Jack Black is another great example. Jack, mm-hmm. nobody can do Jack Black, yeah. but mm-hmm. Jack Black. Yes, mm-hmm. there are some people who are bringing so much of themselves to the table that nobody else can emulate them, yeah. and that's yeah. why they're stars. Yeah. That's yes. why they're on TV and movies, and where no offense on your couch, sitting mm-hmm. on a. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting ready to record a podcast you know what, about a 20 year old show. You know what? Like, I took I took 30 hard minutes picking out this couch from Living Spaces, and I'm happy with Wait, it. Wait, Living Spaces. Hard minutes. I love yeah. that you said hard. 30 oh, hard boy. minutes, like oh really God. bowling over which We're section not even I'm going to get. This is the best oh, part of the show. Oh, <laughs> if you think part. this isn't making the show, you're dead wrong. <laughs> you Welcome guys. to Carry On the Sex and the City podcast. I'm your host, Cat Wells. Um, and I know I'm a Wells now. You are not uh, officially, but we're gonna get there. Oh, and I'm Alec from the Chicago office, Wells. <laughs> and uh, with us this evening, uh, you're probably listening to this on your morning commute, so I've already fucked up. Is uh, <laughs> is a brand new Carry On guest that I'm so excited about. We're so excited about Heather Brooker. Yay! I'm gonna say it again cleanly, Heather Brooker. You guys. I got it. I got it. Say hi. Hi, you guys. Yeah. Heather, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, Well, I'm a huge star. Yeah. Yes. Uh, You've actually literally definitely seen Heather on your television screen. (laughs) Definitely. You didn't know it, but you have. (laughs) Look her up, guys. Google it. Google Um, it. I um, I have a podcast called Motherhood in Hollywood, and Kat has been on it, and we've I talked have. a lot about Alex. It's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> go I listen love if you want to know all about Alex's penis. Right. Go listen. There's not much to say. Yeah, oh, okay. It was a short yay. topic. 
Uh, but no, I have a podcast called Motherhood in Hollywood, and I am a huge Sex in the City fan, and I'm pretty sure I've been like, please let me have your podcast. <laughs> I have so much to say. I love that you think you've been like, I've just been sitting around going, we have to get Heather on, we have to get Heather Do on. It. Yes. It's, it is. I am so glad to have you on the Living Spaces couch. <laughs> this podcast is not brought to you it's by like Living Spaces. It's a hard 30 minutes to decide. He did. It was difficult, I think. Uh, I think it was. I, I feel like we're going to have a lot to talk about, but one of the places I want to start is whenever we have somebody new on, one of the questions that we ask is, do you remember your first experience with Sex in the City slash how did you discover Sex in the City? Um, I'm trying to think back because I'm old. Take us back. Take us back. I'm pretty sure I'm old. I don't know about that. I think I was like in elementary when this first came out. No. No, no, no. The Um, show aired in 1998. Late 98. For the first time. Yeah. The very first season. And then ended in 2004. I have a vague memory of an ice storm in Oklahoma Mm. and being trapped in my house and watching HBO and going, what's this show with all the titties? Mm -hmm. So you're saying the wind did come sweeping down the plane. Literally. (laughs) And it brought like a fuck lot of ice with it. People don't realize Oklahoma gets four very distinct seasons. Very like harsh winter. Is the summer summer. hot? Oh my God. It's hot and humid and sticky. It's gross. Lots of bugs. Um, And like, I very distinctly remember like watching the show going, oh, what's this? But I have to say it probably wasn't until after I'd been married for a while and I was actually living in L.A. that for some Mm -hmm. reason I started watching it in reruns on E!, Mm-hmm. And I oh, was like, it's so neutered on it's E. So it's so neutered. neutered on E. And I yeah. was like, this show is really great. And I loved it. And my husband, Chris, got me the um, box set or whatever so I could watch the full episode. Bless him. I know. And I was like, this is the best show. And mm-hmm. I literally would just watch it from beginning to end all yep. the way through. The, the transformation of the episodes... From the pilot, from the very Shocking. first one, yes, to the end, yes, unbelievable. Night and day, quality wise, writing wise, character wise. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen a show that has had quite a transformation as Sex and the City. That's a did. great point. You Would know what you- I mean? Like they were doing like they were doing like asides. Mm-hmm. They had like, talking straight to the camera. Talking, yeah, they were yeah. Shit, like little mini monologues. Mm-hmm. They were having. Uh, they had like terrible wardrobe in the beginning. Terrible and. Um, it just, uh, the stories weren't quite there. I was like, what are they doing? Yeah. And by the end, you're so invested in the characters. And I was like, I love these women. I wish I had these women in my yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's sort of how I became it. Just, I think just being out here, like as an actor wanting to learn more about different shows, mm-hmm. I sort of rediscovered Sex and the City on reruns. There's and a reason we're still talking about it. Yeah, it's so great. What do you, what do you think the quality of the show is? that transcends time in the fact that you know the episode we watched is 16 years old it's amazing what do you think it is about the show that just holds up after all of this time well if you'll notice when you're watching it we're all laughing we were at the same jokes like these are jokes that i think are very relatable Mm -hmm. um whether you're a man or a woman Mm -hmm. like they're it's funny you know dick jokes are funny yes Yes. always (laughs) always well, you know, uh, sex I, jokes are funny. Sex you know? jokes are you funny. also you also just kind of made me have a revelation, which is, I think what one of the reasons that this show transcends time is that a lot of the humor comes from what we know of the characters, mm-hmm. meaning that 
you fall in love with the characters. They become your friends, like mm-hmm. you were saying. I wish I had friends like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what makes us laugh are the idiosyncrasies of who these people are. Right. And a thousand years from now, they're still the same people that they were, and the the same things that are funny about them or the choices that they make are still going to be humorous. Do you to think us. it makes a difference that we know their ending? To their story? Oh, that's Ooh. interesting. Um, because looking back on it now, we know how it ends. We know Carrie, spoiler alert, we know mm-hmm. Carrie ends up with Mr. Big. So watching this episode where they yeah. hook up now is sort of like, you can't hate him because you know deep down they really are in love mm-hmm. and they're probably, they're going to end up Right. I think, you it know. It kind of adds a different I'm too spoiled. I can't, I, I know, we all, I think, I, I don't, I just feel like I can't purely think about what you're I saying think, because I, I know like too I can, much about I feel them. like I can deep dive on this a little bit. Get in there, Get, Alex. Okay, I'm that's going inappropriate. Put your Get in pants there. back on. Live I'm in all spaces. The, I'm an old married lady. I'm going to need you to deep dive. No, go ahead. Um, no, let's go up to the elbow on this. So, <laughs> oh, oh, so, oh boy. Uh, uh, I I don't like Big in this in this uh, like oh, I don't he's know, all sequence in this, he's in this all episode. Id. He's like, all in this storyline. Yeah, yeah in this story are very, line, yes. we're we're big big yeah. fans. Like just for yeah. the, our listeners know this, but Heather doesn't maybe know this. No, I know. It. We yes, we are we love Aiden for who he is, but we believe Carrie. I believe I don't want to speak for you. Yeah, I think Carrie belongs with Big, but he's acting like a fucking toddler in this in I this don't. episode. He's, I don't. Ooh, he's tell really. Us. I think. Well, yeah, I think he. I, I've always been Team Aiden. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know why. I no, we so got a lot of listeners listen, who are Team Aiden. Okay, uh, post haircut. Yes. <laughs> post yes. turquoise ring. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, here's Aiden is just, and I think Cat. I I didn't really realize this until Cat said it in some episode where she said that. Aiden is a really good guy, mm-hmm. but but he's just not the guy for Carrie. He's going to be a really good guy for somebody, but it do he and Carrie completely match up in the way that Carrie and Big do? I, I don't know. And I, I used to be Team Aiden like you. I used to be like, he's such a good guy. Like, why would you ever... Why is the nice guy always finish last? I think mm. because Aiden... I, I don't know. I think... Carrie was so caught up in all her own bullshit and the games that Big was playing with her. Yeah, Aiden never got a fair shot. Yeah, he just didn't. I think that's yeah. true. Well, that's I mean, this episode true. is a great example. Yeah, Aiden tells her he loves her and she's just fuck some other dude. Ugh. Yeah, so he he never got a fair shot as a good guy. He loves yeah. her. He proposed to her. Something it took Big a uh, ten years to do or it however did. long. Yeah. You know it what did. I mean? That to me isn't what true love is about. It shouldn't take someone 10 years and an affair. And, yes. I think we can know. all agree that at least at this point in time, Carrie did not deserve Aiden. No, but here would, be, here would be my counterpoint to what you just said, which I agree with all of that. But I think ultimately, Carrie is the kind of person who wants to go out to new restaurants every night and who wants to go to the movie premiere and wants to be at yeah, the coolest true. party. And that's just not what Aiden wants. But and Big neither of them like are either. wrong. Big isn't like that either. Big didn't go out. I mean, if you remember in, in the, the second movie, movie. In yeah. the movie, yeah. drink he was up, like, we're going out. You go out. And he's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to sit here in bed because I'm 70. Yeah. He, like, be- mm-hmm. he became Aiden. He did. Really. Isn't that yeah. weird? He was like, so bring me some chicken wings. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, he wasn't really a big partner. He was a... Um, networker mm. like i think yes. he only went to those events in case there was an opportunity to schmooze or yes. whatever or like smoke a cigar or smoke a cigar oh. with somebody yeah. or, or talk to the president of the 
bank of Madrid, who's clearly Penelope Cruz, and we're all pretending like it's not <laughs> Penelope Cruz. I know, right? Are we? Do they babies. think we're morons? Um, but let's. We should. We should. We we will get back to Carrie and Aiden. Yes. Let's let's ratchet this. What, what noise am I making? I don't know. What that we're gonna was. we're gonna bring it back. We're gonna we're gonna start off by saying, uh, guys, we just watched episode. Season three, episode ten of uh, Sex and the City, entitled "All or Nothing." That's mm-hmm. episode forty of With Carry On. You, it's all or nothing. All Ooh, or nothing. There's a little Oklahoma reference. Beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. You're welcome. Uh, this episode aired August thirteenth of the year two thousand. Mm-hmm. It was directed by Charles McDougall. Oh, no relation to Bunny. When you think Duke. of McDougal. when you think of the year two thousand, Heather. What do you think of? What, what's the thing that stands out for you? The Conan O'Brien bit when he goes. I know. Yes. yes. Of and course. two episodes ago, I you no, I don't think I've. I don't know if I've used the clip yet, but I sang it. I sang it to Daniel. When I think of the year two thousand, I think about where I was in life. I used to be a reporter and an anchor in mm-hmm. um, the Midwest, and I was you living, anchored. I was an anchor. A Is news there anchor. footage of this? Totally. Oh my god! Good. I haven't Maybe. looked. I haven't looked. Cat, haven't enough. I let's play that. a clip of it right now. Okay. No. This house behind me is decked out with everything and anything Halloween. Let me tell you, I'm surrounded by witches, black cats, giant pumpkins, skeletons off here in the distance, kind of spooky, ghouls, goblins, heads coming out of the ground. Linda says there was no escape when another driver hit her in the side of her car, sending it across the median. She had injuries in her wrists, her knees, her hips, and her legs, and she's been praying for healing ever since. Another place to visit while you're in Israel isn't considered to be a holy site, but it's definitely a religious experience. You can take a dip in the Dead Sea or cover yourself in the rich minerals found in the bottom of the sea. Oh my God, that was incredible. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are jerks. Listen, don't put it online if you don't want people to see it. (laughs) No, I totally was like a professional news anchor and reporter and I've traveled all over the world as a correspondent. So like... um, Oh my God, you're like Carrie Bradshaw. I'm totally Carrie Bradshaw. (laughs) But without the sex or the city. (laughs) Or the sex column. (laughs) It was like, it was more like mild touching in the Midwest. Sure, sure. That sounds like the title of your memoir. It totally is. (laughs) Um, But no, in 2000, I had just gotten engaged. Okay. So, like, How did Chris propose? Oh, um, it was actually, uh, the 4th of July is my favorite holiday. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. There's something very, I know it's weird. No, it's great. Yeah, there's something very. There's something very magical about 4th of July. Very magical. There's literally fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And my family's always been very patriotic. We love our country. We love supporting, you know, our freedoms in America. Mm-hmm. So it's always just sort of been like a one of my favorite holidays. Aww. And um, you're making me want hamburgers and hot dogs. I know American right? flags. Get out the grill. Oh my god, you look like the Fourth of July. That makes me want a hot dog real bad. Uh, I was an uh, anchor in mm-hmm. the in Topeka, and Chris had moved up there to be closer to me from Tulsa, where we both are from. Cute. And um, he was the nighttime DJ, the evening DJ <gasps> for the local Top Forty radio. Wow, incredible! And this is like Brooker. a Renee Zellweger comedy. It's totally like, I mean, come you have on. no idea how many times I've written this in my head, but not yeah. actually on paper. Um, but he was like the DJ for the local uh, radio station, and I was like the hard hitting news reporter that covered like murders in Kansas. Yeah. Oh and um, we would literally go out to the mall, and people would go, Oh my God, it's Brooker and <gasps> Heather Tilly, and let me take your picture. And I'll never forget, we were in the food court at the mall, and this woman wanted to take our picture because we were like 
celebs. Yeah. And um, she took it and she printed it out and brought it to me at the station. It was like really sweet. Like a really nice thing to do. So um, I would guest sometimes on his show and like on his the morning show at his Were station. Were people enamored and... of your uh, celebrity couple? Did you I have a celebrity know. couple name? It was sort of, I mean, we gave it to ourselves, but yeah. uh, we... I don't know if they were enamored, but I we were definitely we would go to the grocery store and people would come up to us and be like, That's "Oh my so god, fun. you're That's so what you're doing. incredibly!" I mean, fun. it's a small town. Every Heather Tilly, Heather I never Tilly. even asked what your maiden name was. Very How Irish. often do you're you think about? You're a Brooker about, to me. I know it's Brooker. How yeah. often do you think about your maiden name? Um, when I talk to friends from college or high school, they also yeah. call me Tilly. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think about it when I'm feeling very Irish. It's all Tilly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're so lucky Word because both your maiden name and your married name are really cool. Yes, yeah. Heather Brooker and Heather Tilly, Heather Tilly. are yeah. both great Those names. are celeb names. I have been a broker for now for so long that I don't really even think about Tilly anymore, but it was that Tilly was such a huge part of yeah. who I was before I got married that now, um... Whenever somebody says that, I get a little nostalgic for it. Is yeah. he going to put his face in the fire? He's probably going <laughs> to do it. No, I think he wants that water. We're talking Resist. about our cats, guys. Cat life. Hashtag cat just put his paw in the water. <laughs> okay. Wait, no. Get back to your proposal <laughs> story. I must oh, know. So, um, yeah. So, side note. We were kind of celebs. I don't know. That sounds douchey to say that. No, I love it. local TV. I get it. Oh, personalities in I'm from a very small town. I understand. They're big deals. Yes. Um, so on Fourth uh, of July, we had just had a bunch of big fireworks. We saw the big Topeka, Kansas firework display with all of our friends, and we had a cookout and all that. And um, I was kind of cleaning up, and he was like, "Hey, can you come sit on the couch with me?" And I was like, "No, I gotta clean." <laughs> and he was like, "Please come and sit down with me." And I was like, "Fine." I was kind of a twat about it. I feel like you've had that conversation since then we probably as have. well. But go on, <laughs> yeah, that's that's life. Um, and I went and I sat down with him and he held the, there's like fireworks still going off in the background and, um, he hands me the box and he goes, I can't think of any better way to celebrate Independence Day than by giving up mine. I'm not even joking. And he was like, he was like, will you be my wife? And I literally was like, (gasps) oh my God. Waterworks crying. I mean, it was the sweetest thing ever. And he was so nervous and he was so hard. I'm going to cry thinking about it. But he was so nervous and it was so heartfelt. And he genuinely meant, like, I want to be with you. Like, let's do this together as a team for the rest of our lives. He's cute. And yeah, I don't think what, he's cute. Um, he's cute. Well, what anniversary are we cute. coming up on? This will be number 15. Yeah, oh, Alec. Uh, I don't know if. Okay, our, I know our listeners don't know this, but you guys were married for 11 years. Yeah. Before you before decided to have a kid. Yeah, we were married for. I think that's so fascinating we also got that's married so unique super young yeah um i was like 19 and a reporter and anchor no i can't even lie about that anymore it. um but uh, <laughs> we just just we made it uh, we had a lot of talks about it early on about whether or not to have kids and we decided early on that we wanted to enjoy our time together enjoy each other travel we were not very responsible so we didn't want to bring a life into the world yet until we felt mature enough and financially stable enough to do that. So, um, the financially stable part never came. <laughs> As it doesn't for most people these we're days. still it's waiting tough, on that part. It's um, tough to be in it alive. Yeah, and I had this, like, weird... Um, thought in my mind or not weird but I think a lot of actors do where they're like I just want to wait till I get on a TV show or mm. I become a successful mm-hmm. actress then I'll be able to afford some help and I'll be able to have all these kids that can bring my daughter to set and that dream sort of kept like eluding me for years and years and I was like oh F I don't want to miss my 
chance to have you know be a mom mm-hmm. because I'm waiting for Hollywood to yeah. come right. to me. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so many times I think we as actors in the entertainment business wait for this town to come to us before we do the things we want. There's to some do. benchmark in our mind, whether it's right. book that TV show or book that national yep. commercial or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And rather than wait for that to happen, we said, you know what? Let's just do it. Yeah. And. Yeah. Then, um, so we got pregnant and we had our daughter, and now I have an almost three-year-old named Channing. Oh, who is the light of my life. And we're gonna have Heather on again when Miranda gets pregnant. I'm excited. We're gonna have you on for the yeah. for the mommy stuff for sure. I have so much, so much. I yes. told, especially about the friendships. I have so much to say about how friendships yes. can change after you have a baby. I, well, I told Catherine that you know we were talking about benchmarks we have before we do X Y Z. And I told Catherine, we cannot have a child until I get in menudo. I was like, <laughs> I get in menudo. And oh I'm still God. holding out hope. Wow, that's like a really be, specific like goal. Thank you. Can you. Do it. I specific feel like goals dis- are good. Haven't they disbanded like, like, like years and years and years uh, ago? That- like, that's going to stop me. Oh, for do you sure. Think the, the news are still standing around hoping Huey Lewis gets back to it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> It is hip it's to be square. It's hilarious that you said that's one of Chris's like favorite like albums from like the eighties. He's like that was like my first CD. Sports? And I was like never yeah. telling anyone. It's that. your Huey husband. Lewis and the news. It's your yeah. husband Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. <laughs> no, that, oh, nobody loves that book. Tiny side, tiny side note, just for my own personal satisfaction, and no one who's listening is going to care. But wasn't uh, BTK the BTK killer from Kansas? Did you? Yeah. Uh huh. Absolutely. Wait a I minute. Covered Were you are. Mm-hmm. No, you did not. Yes, I you did. covered you BTK. Go but don't ask me questions about it because I've been drinking and I may not remember all the. Ooh. I mean, I briefly. Okay. I just it. wanted to know if you if, yeah. if that was part of the ether because I know he wasn't captured until like two thousand five or something. No, we covered it in that they're still looking for this person. Got it. I wasn't there. I had already moved on. I was in two thousand five. I was an international correspondent at that point, so I was traveling all over the Dennis world. Dennis Rader, what a crazy Dennis mofo! Crazy mofo. Was he the one that was stuffing people in the trash cans? No. Because there was that guy in Kansas. Wow, you know a lot of scary stuff. <laughs> Heather is a really fun gal, but you she's covered local news for a long time and she knows some shit. I do. But uh, no, Dennis Rader, uh, my favorite my favorite detail about him is that, um, like many serial killers, he uh, he he could have not gotten caught if he had just laid low, but he could not help himself. Can't he help needed him. the the Hubris. publicity, and he would send letters to the police. Yep. And at one point, he wrote the police and was like, "Dudes, if I send you a floppy disk with some information, would you be able to trace that back to uh to where to I did caught. it from?" And and they were they like, they "No, we the... couldn't." And then he made a, he he created a file a on fi- a, a trail. on 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 a computer at his church where he was a deacon. Oh. And send it to the cops like a moron. They want his poor wife. I think some like analysts have actually said that serial killers not only do it for the thrill of it, mm-hmm. they do it for the potential celebrity of it, yeah. mm-hmm. the fame of it. That's why you have so many copycat killers. That's why you have so many people killing in such a grandiose fashion. Yeah. You know, uh, it's not just like a you know point blank shoot someone. There mm-hmm. has to be like a, a note left or a strangling or you have to have your brand horrible. Yeah. You know what? I go around wearing a pinwheel hat every day, and I'm still not famous. <laughs> like sorry, <laughs> like pinwheel hat guy. <laughs> nobody cares. Um, okay, I could talk about serial killers forever, but what I want to oh, talk about is Miranda. Yes, please. Can we just talk about Miranda for a minute and how? 
rare it is that we get we get Cynthia Nixon in a dumb one-off storyline where she's just no. where where ultimately the story is that she's having phone sex with a guy who is simultaneously having phone sex with, with other women else. and she gets really mad and that's the end of it and I love that it's so fun. Um, my thoughts are, why do they always put Miranda in the worst outfits? They she do. wears big baggy tees and worst. dumb pants. Yes. And, and her hair is a, it's like, on occasion it's sticking nuts. up like a baby bird. It's or like, like a kitten whose mom like, has licked it's them. It's like, here's the ginger. Let's put her in something <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Come on, give the redhead something I understand that they try to, Miranda's sort of like the masculine whatever. Yeah. But like, the you don't, talking eventually they soften her a little bit and they let her look like a like a human who's attractive uh, and she her beauty shines through no matter what in my world because mm-hmm. i'm completely obsessed with cynthia nixon but like yeah what the hell they always make her look so frumpy and like not they do. sexy yes. they do. even when she has the episode where she wears her mom jeans or her love those pants that she hasn't worn yes. forever her skinny yes. jeans her skinny jeans yeah. i call them mom jeans because they're like up to her <laughs> they <skin>. are her <laughs> skinny jeans are also so mom jeans no it's true they are straight up mom jeans they and are. she's like look how good i look and i think everybody collectively went no <laughs> wait no, no. um <laughs> i this storyline is is a lot of fun and i love that um Everybody involved in said storyline just went for it. I what's interesting to me about phone sex is that you know you always hear people say like oh it's so awkward talking dirty like when people are actually having, having sex. sex yeah and phone sex is like even one more awkward yeah. removed from that which you're like not even the same yeah. room. Um, I, um, I, 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 uh, just disclosing for myself, I've never engaged in that. And I feel like it would be far too awkward, so awkward. for me to ever, and props to people who do it. I, yeah. I, I have no judgment I, on I, it. I, I'm judging. I it's have awkward. to, I have to go with, Heather, you, you ejaculated with your voice, uh, at why in the hell Miranda would answer the phone. The, yes. her, her call waiting. Yeah. So Miranda's in the middle of having her phone sex and Charlotte is calling. She doesn't know it's Charlotte. She just hears a beep and she goes, shit, or something. Yeah. And she answers. I'm playing with you. And your dick is in my mouth. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I think I'm gonna come. The next night, Miranda was going to third with George when her second line beeped in. Damn it. Hold on. Hello. Trey says his mom won't negotiate. Hold on. Sound weird. Are you okay? I'll be right back. Okay. Your dick is in my mouth. Keep it there. So now we know. The mom's the one holding the cards. She's the one you're going to have to go up against. How do I do that? Charlotte, this isn't a good time. I'll call you tomorrow. And you said... Why would you answer? And yeah. I have to, it bothers me every time I watch this episode. Every time. You don't. You wouldn't you, answer. Are you worried, like, are you worried someone, something important is going to. You are you literally just, you are, about to have an orgasm. Yeah. There's nothing, it, any woman in her right mind is not going to stop that freight train. And the yeah. only reason they did that, yes. And the only story, reason they did honestly. that is for TV and sure. it, like it's funny and whatever, but it takes me out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see why they did it. It's totally a. Whoa, Good wow. lord! Somebody's Hello, LA. Beating past your little, little motorcycle. I can't believe action. the guy answered the phone either. Doesn't he have ball waiting? Oh, <laughs> that's, that's, ball waiting. 
Yeah. That might be the dumbest and my most also, favorite pun you've ever made. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> also, wait. So here's what I understand. So he was at two different points sexually with yeah. each call. Yeah. 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 He was, yeah, he was juggling the two of them. So what I'm wondering is, I wonder if he's just like faking the whole Hmm. Is he oh, writing? Is he writing a PhD on like on like human he's sexual like, relations? Totally he's just back doing back research. <laughs> I also would like to point out that this guy was a great example of what I would call the lackluster looking guys that the other actresses oh, get. Oh my love. god! Yeah. and Beat also little rude here. Sorry, New York, but it's New York casting. Like there yeah. was, it's all the dudes they cast out of New we've York. We've been wondering mm-hmm. forever, and you finally solved it. What? What is it? Well, we've talked about it's this on the podcast it's a the million times. Yeah. The, the the guys they they talk about ooh cute. No, and no. We're like, they're what? not. We're like what? They're not at all. Yeah. He's, he's, his eyes are crossed. Yes. Okay. Why? Thank God. Because I thought, well, maybe I'm just being like no, picky. no. I mean, not I at think all. we're kind of all being assholes because these are humans, and we all know that. We very well, well know that really. because we I work in the industry. They're actors, but like. Like, you know, we shouldn't be assholes, but they, they are not, not as attractive as they're made out to be. And you'd think they could get... Maybe they're going for, like, this, um, keep, we want to keep it real. Like, who, could, who, what kind of dick could Miranda really catch? Except mm. that Carrie's running around in her heels in this episode for three <laughs> hours. True. So, what's real about that? Nothing. Yeah. They, yeah, it's weird. But it's, no, it's true that the kind of chasm between what the ladies say about the men that they're dating... And what the men look like, or our like perception of what they look like, right? It's like literal hobbits. It is literally. <laughs> I didn't think a hobbit was a no, real thing true. until Hob I saw goblins. I saw that episode. Yeah. she bombed the little. The Samantha had sex with the little guy. The little guy. When so he was like, shops in the boys department. Um, no, I've always thought that for years. That in every episode, whenever the ladies are having sex with some of the guys, I'm like, yeah. who, where are they finding these dudes? And I'm like, oh, it, it's in New York. They're New York actors. The acne pool is smaller. It's not like in LA mm-hmm. where you've got every gorgeously tanned, mm-hmm. you know, specimen um, mm-hmm. to choose from. No offense to New York. Sorry, you're all we hot. We love you guys. We love New York. You're, you're I, hot. New you York, know, you're I, hot. I, I totally agree. I love that um, Miranda had a great, fun storyline. Lately, she just broke up with Steve. Yeah, she's, she's having a lot of real heavy stuff. stuff and yeah. this is just a light piece of fluff. And she got to really I love Steve. be funny oh, in the episode. Yeah. I want to marry Steve. Sorry, Alex. It's okay. I want to marry him, too. Polygamy. <laughs> what, what? Uh, um, so that's really kind of all there is for Miranda. Let's wait, start- wait, wait. But there was a logic thing, which yeah? is if Miranda's having phone sex, did she put the phone on vibrate? Oh boy! Nailed it! Nailed it! I, why did I think about that for a second? I you were like, like, "Did she?" Play no, it I didn't. Too. Right? I was no, contemplating. Like, yeah, I was like, I'm yeah. not talking to you. "No, I'm just kidding." Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Great. Great. Miranda storyline. Samantha. Fantastic. Now, I think this Samantha storyline is deceptively fluff. I think it is a little less fluffy. Ugh. I think that Samantha. we got some real issues here. All right. Uh, Samantha in this episode uh, has it all. I'm opening the velvet moon. Beach Do it. Dubs. It's already open. Do you think? Oh, okay. Just unscrew that sweet? top. It's 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 not as um it's not as Pinot Noir as your I Pinot Noir. I want to leave here in a drunken stumble. Great. Good. Sounds good. Because I have a child. I'll and have that's, just a little bit. There's nothing better. <laughs> there's nothing better Thanks. to do. Tell me. Perfect. You're good. Um, uh, Samantha 
everybody in this episode, side note on fashion, yeah. was dressed yeah. sort of 80s. What was yes. happening? Very shoulder Carrie's pads. Wearing very that, shoulder Carrie's pads. wearing that blue shirt with a, like, with a blood, like a, like a, a ta- red tassel like that a, looks like someone ripped into her and she's bleeding yeah. everywhere. She's yeah. flying all over the place with a white denim jacket. Aiden's wearing that shirt with leaves on it. You yeah, mentioned, uh, but you know, but Samantha, fashion, fashion and everything, she's got it all. She's just moved from her apartment where mm-hmm. I know you've seen the, the series a bunch of times, which makes me so happy. You, you'll never understand how happy it makes me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, just to refresh you in the last several episodes, we've seen her dealing with the people in her apartment building who, uh, chased her out of, uh, practically chased her out of there like she was Fuckenstein, as yes. it were, where she was letting people into the building and blah, blah, blah. So she moved into the hip and trendy meatpacking district. It's her first little bit of time in this new apartment. She's had uh, the girls, she's having the girls over, and the, she's had everything. She's had food, her baby quiche, and her uh, DVD, even if you to remember, delivered. She had condoms delivered the other day. And I, uh, one of the things we like to do on this podcast is talk about then versus now. And I'd say, you know, isn't this like, Postmates, sort of. They don't deliver condoms, but they de- do. Oh, yes, they like would. In I terms bet. Of delivery. Yeah, like sure. she's like, it's this hip. You laughed, Alec, because she's like, it's this hip new oh, delivery I, I service. I laughed at d- DVD delivery, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Oh, I mean, it's sure. just like there are funny things that date the show. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, a delivery service. People will deliver anything now. Task well, now, Rabbit, like well, whatever. I'm I glad mean, you brought you up Task somebody. Rabbit because the ladies come over. They that watch still exists. a D. Well, I th- right. That's new, yeah. isn't it? I but they watch a DVD of an affair. To remember sorry Matthew our Matthew is on uh the podcast regularly yes. and uh Matthew fact head. about what up Matthew. Matthew a fact about Matthew that he may or may not have mentioned on the podcast is when Matthew and Daniel were uh young and they were bad their mother Rosemary would threaten to put on an affair to remember because they thought it was so boring mm-hmm. so she said oh man I'm gonna make you watch an affair to remember and they've they've constantly they've joked about it for years it's like no don't make us watch that and I love that movie I think it's fantastic um who, anyway my question is who are women still getting together having quiche and watching affair to remember I don't know if they're I'll watching I've never done that with my my friends yeah. never nope. I will say I do have Guys nights occasionally, mm-hmm. um, and it's lovely. We have mini quiche. We watch the fair to remember. <laughs> it's really great. I, you know what? I um, this was actually a really great experience for me watching this tonight because I never watch these episodes because I don't I don't like the the cheating storyline. I have a hard stuff. time watching it. Um, and so it was kind of like this weird experience of. Somehow watching a new episode of Sex in the City. Because um, I, I don't I don't actually know if I've ever seen this oh, episode. Oh, you fully. must oh, have. Surely. I don't I don't think I have. So yes, you must. I, I, I really I could, don't think I have, but um I'm shocked. What I loved about that scene at Samantha's apartment is that it was so it was like so essentially sex in the city. May I just say Wow. What can I say? I've arrived! Samantha had invited us over to celebrate her new downtown apartment, three new uptown clients, and her general fabulousness. Mm. And who knew all of this existed in the meatpacking district? Yes, just yards away from dumpsters full of decaying cow. Homemade baby quiche? Oh, hell no. I had them delivered, along with the dinner, the wine, and a DVD of an affair to remember that we're watching later drunk. You can get DVDs delivered? I use this hot new home delivery service. You call them anything you want, they bring you within an hour. Anything? Mm. 
Last night I ordered condoms. Please tell me you didn't fuck the delivery guy. No, John, the hot guy from the gym. And let me just say that the condoms came a lot faster than he did. <laughs> now there's an app slogan. Oh, ladies, let's just say it. We have it all. Great apartments, great jobs, great friends, great sex. We can have our baby quiche delivered and eat it, too. Exactly. At my age, my mother was saddled with three kids and a drunk husband. You just have three drunk friends. <laughs> By choice. <laughs> well, I think that having it all really means having someone special to share it with. Oh, please, that's so Barney. Well, I'm sorry. My life wasn't really complete until I met Trey. And Trey's mom is so great. Wait till you all meet her at this engagement party she's throwing for us. You will fuck her. You see us, Manhattan? We have it all! That whole Very. scene. Yes. Every, all the girls together. They were all together. Their personalities. Their points out. of view, and everybody totally. had something funny to say. I, I always so think charming. about sharing. Have you seen style? The First yeah. Wives Club? Uh, the TV show or the movie? No, the movie. I thought there there's a TV, TV show. show? Maybe. There, there's a new TV show coming out. What? Oh, well, oh, okay. so no, no, you, you I lived think it. about <laughs> I, I think about uh, the um, when Samantha's talking about the girls. She's like, I have this delivered. You can have anything delivered. We're watching this thing later. We're watching this drunk. Ladies, we have it all. And the guy's like, Fuck you. But uh, I always think about the first wives club. There's a montage where the song is playing and it goes, Sisters are doing it for them. Themselves. Yeah, you know the song? Where they all got divorced and they're like, yes. look at us now. We don't need men. And that's what I think about when I think about <laughs> this scene. That's what this yeah. makes me think about. Oh, I'm coming out of the kitchen. a charming scene and everybody is so fully engaged and you know friendships yeah yeah. and it's friendship and you know we we're in an age right now of very gritty dark realism and everything is like breaking bad and maddening and oh god we're so drunk and embittered and our lives are falling apart (laughs) and and you know i don't I, i think we're in a time right now where people aren't valuing the idea of, you know, you can have a scene of people who really care about each other mm-hmm. and, and general, like genuinely want to engage in conversation. And I, I kind of miss that. I miss, it's delightful. Where isn't there it? isn't necessarily a huge plot point that happens or a huge, mm-hmm. like, wouldn't you say though, like in terms of even just like from a writing perspective, yeah, that, that beginning point is more like a cold open. Mm-hmm. to a show mm-hmm. like it's just sort of where nothing bad has happened yet nothing's good has happened it's setting mm-hmm. the mood everybody's having a great time we're mm-hmm. independent ladies yep um but then i think it's interesting that the whole rest of the seat the whole rest of the show sort of is about carrie and how the fact that she is not independent of yeah. either man in her mm-hmm. life she is dependent on one for emotional stability and dependent on the other one for sexual like tension mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. relieval um but i I uh, I do like the idea that people and characters can just sit around and talk and enjoy yeah. each other, and there doesn't have to be a huge earth shattering right right. And, and 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 what comes from that is the value. The, there is value in that, and the value is what is it like to connect with another human, right. and maybe that's enough 
for a scene. Totally. You know, I mean, especially if it's like, you know, I just, I feel like we're just in an age right now in TV and this will probably, it's everything cyclical. So I'm sure we'll go back to something else. But I think that was the charm of Friends too, is like Friends, I mean, they all had plot lines, but a lot of it was like the... So rarely do you have moments where your whole cast is together. Think about it. On most of the shows, it's like two characters in this scene and then the other two in this scene. But Sex and the City, the best scenes, for the most part, I'm being, I'm generalizing, obviously. But for the most part, the best scenes were when the four women were together. together. Yeah. Think about those iconic moments. Uh, You know, well, in like the end of the series, today I had a thought. Or this the the episode where it's Carrie's 35th birthday and she everything goes wrong and then they meet up at the coffee shop later and she says I'm lonely I'm it's palpable I mean yeah we remember those moments with the girls but I also think this uh, uh, this scene with the girls serves to uh, sort of embody that thing I've mentioned in the last couple episodes where we talk about it was it was the best of times it was the worst of times it happens for Miranda in the last episode where she's she's breaking up with Steve but she becomes partner in her law firm and for yeah, Carrie, this yeah. episode, she's got, she really, she has this great job that she loves. She has these incredible girlfriends, all of whom are in various stages of their lives. Uh, and so she's got everything to live for and to be appreciative of. She has this incredible boyfriend who's great, who she kind of idolizes. Mm-hmm. And yet, she's One, failing terribly. Missing. Something yeah. is going on. Something is something missing. Crazy. And that may go back to what we were talking about earlier. It's just, you know. You just, that connection you have mm-hmm. with somebody, you love who you love. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to point out really quick that Please if do. Samantha had the fucking flu, yeah. everybody in that room would have the flu. Yeah, oh, let's talk. Yeah. So, Samantha, Samantha's got and it all, and then wakes everybody. up with it all, and the flu. And right? I had that same thought, but it's also because I'm kind of just paranoid about germs. Yeah. And I and, and I, I could pick your brain for a million, I'm, I'm a million totally years about that, because yeah, that's one of the things right. that freaks me the most out about... <laughs> About, about having children is like they're constantly just picking up stuff and I'm sure they're it builds not, up though. your immunity eventually. They're, I will say they're not though. I can count on one hand the number of times Channing has been sick. Like oh, really sick. Right. Um, if you are, if you're washing your hands, if you're washing their hands, I use a lot of antibacteria, antibacteria. I don't know why I got Antibacteria. Antibacteria. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, I just, I wipe her hands. Sometimes I don't. Listen, the thing is, kids build up an immunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do. They have this to. This is what frightens we me, though, is because to. you're like, I'm clean. And I know, I see other people. I go, to, I use public restrooms a lot because of the work that I do. And I watch other women. What kind I, of work are you doing? I'm in, I'm in you know, don't add to, let's yeah. not talk about the it. Way that, the way that sounds is like you're just street yeah. walking, going around using girl, bodies. I can't legally talk about it. All right, I got it, I got it. No. Um, but, but I, but I, I work, I work in kind of like a tourism. And, uh, but so I'm using the restrooms in hotels a lot. And, and I'll, I'll start washing. <laughs> you're not making your game. I'm a hooker. Uh, It just keeps getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Carrie. Pay me at the end of it in cash, but I can't talk about it. I'm Carrie in that episode where she's Uh, sleeping with Big. Maybe it's the next episode we're going to watch. And and the Asian guy comes up and he's like, How much? much? And she's like, I'm fucking out of here. But I I will start washing my hands. I'll start washing my hands and then I'll see some woman come in after me, start washing her hands and finish up before I'm done. And I'm like, Bitch. Scrub, scrub a dub dub. You're just keep supposed washing. to sing Happy Birthday it, it, twice, twice, twice. And 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 uh, it bothers me because I know you're like, yeah, wash your hands. I feel like most people don't. 
A lot of people don't. And obviously Samantha didn't because she got she got the flu. She wakes up with the flu. Yeah. yeah, and I had the same thought that you did, which is Carrie. Carrie comes and helps take care and of Samantha. And blows her fucking nose. And you said, "Gross." You said, Mm-mm, "Nope, nope, <laughs> no. nope." And somehow I love Carrie doesn't my get friends, sick. But I'm not going to do that. That's nasty. No. The flu is highly contagious, and yes, like you know, uh, props to Samantha for for playing that like up really well because sure. yeah, you can't move. Uh, you, everybody would have it. She touched everything in that apartment. Carrie yes. would have it. I have to say, the last time, uh, so, so Ma- Matthew, I've done this for both Matthew and Daniel, and our cats are acting like demons right now, so, so if you hear crazy them. things, go, uh, guys, it's go. just them. Get him. Get him, Simon. Um, Math, yeah, okay, make yourselves known. Um, uh, Matthew, I've done this for both of them, but Matthew got sick, uh, uh maybe a month ago or more. And I, nice work. And I, uh, I, he was like, I need some stuff. And I was like, I want nothing more than to help you. And I picked up some medicine and some Gatorade and some whatever. And I was like, dude, I'm outside your apartment. What do you need? Shall I drop it outside your door? And he was like, yep. So I pressed the code to his building, which I know, walked up, put it outside his door, Left text him, yeah. said you got your stuff. Like, no, I don't need to touch you. Maybe now, if because this you're was dying, years ago. I will help you. Yes. And also, of like, you know, maybe there's a different barrier between girlfriends. Maybe you yeah. know, like, I don't know. I, I Heather, just, will you um wipe my ass? No, nope. quick. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, cool. I will not do that. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Love you. That's why you're married. Yeah, that's why you're married. It was Ooh, 15, that's what husbands are for. Oh God! But, you're, but you are right. We're Heather. new. It was, it was 15 years ago. Things were different. We didn't have penicillin back then. <laughs> right. You know, like medicine was. Have you ever seen the Nick? Right. It was like that. Like people I don't were think like people were even still walking around or even walking around yet with hand sanitizer. No. Do you know what I mean? No. Like so, weren't. I don't even think that was a thing. So maybe yeah. in the minds when they were writing it, they weren't like, oh, this is not a big deal. Of course, yeah. girlfriends are going to do this for mm-hmm. each other. Uh, BT dubs, no, we don't. No. no. Speaking now, of, you mentioned TaskRabbit earlier, Alec. Samantha, her, like, her, like, what do you, what do you call this? The curtain, the thing, the rod, the curtain rod. Oh, it yeah, breaks, it she's yeah. freaking yeah, yeah, out, yeah. and she starts calling all the dudes that she she's had with. sex with, mm-hmm. trying to get them to come over, and I get, they're trying to make a point, there's two so, kinds of guys, the yeah, guys yeah, who yeah. have sex with you and the guys who, but, uh, but, uh, like, if it were 2016, we like to do this sometimes. Wouldn't mm-hmm. she call TaskRabbit? Can you, can you, is TaskRabbit, does that, will someone come over and yeah. fix your curtain rod? Somebody will come over totally. and do whatever. And also, why, I'm sorry to do this, but why wouldn't she call her girlfriends to help fix her curtain, curtain rod? rod? Why can't girls fix a curtain rod? I'm just saying. Also, Feminism, you guys. Also, Carrie doesn't really have a job, so she could yeah. have done it. Step up. She could definitely <laughs> I'm fix have done this. it. Let's be honest, Carrie's not really working. So, let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about Charlotte. Did we finish? No. We got to talk about Samantha. So, Samantha, let's talk about this for a second. Samantha, she says, we can have it all. That's her thesis. We can have it all, yes. So, you know what happens in the scientific method, if you've ever done a seventh grade <laughs> science fair, is you have a hypothesis and you test said hypothesis to see if it's true or not. Okay. So S- Samantha's hypothesis at the top of this episode is we can have it all and I'll prove it by yelling it out a window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 
Then she goes on to test said scientific method by getting sick as an old dog. She's yeah. got Montezuma's revenge. Oh. It's coming out of every hole. Okay. It's coming out of a hole she didn't even know she had. I don't had. want to think about that. I was okay. just assumed she sneezed a lot and had she's body aches. She's putting... Things are coming out of places she's never seen, girl. You know what I mean. Ooh. So... What she says in her stupor, in her sickened state, is we can't have it all. We can't have it all, yeah. I should have gotten married. Then at least I'd have a curtain that closes. Oh, Carrie, it doesn't matter how much you have. If you don't have a guy who cares about you, it don't mean shit. Three days of sleep deprivation had turned Samantha into a whole new woman, Charlotte. For someone who had it all, she had never felt more alone. Okay. I'm going to tell you something. There's two types of guys out there. The ones that hold your hands and the ones that fuck you. And I'd slept with both of them in the last 48 hours. And the guys that fuck you aren't worth a damn. She admits her defeat. She admits that she's wrong. Uh, While Carrie's making her... And I feel like we we say say, uh, this about alcohol. You know, it's like someone goes, oh, I don't know what I'm saying. I was really drunk. It's like, yeah, but doesn't alcohol bring out your true feelings or does it? Does it just, you know what I mean? Like, so I guess what right. I'm saying is, you know, yeah. once Samantha is not sick anymore, she's like, whatever, what was I thinking? Uh, Maybe it made her a little more uh, uninhibited. I yeah. think we get to see a little glimpse there of how Samantha really feels. Yeah. Because if you deep, notice deep later on mm-hmm. in the storylines when she falls for Jared, doesn't fall for Jared, falls for Jared, whatever, oh, that Smith she Jared. unwittingly mm-hmm allows herself to let him take care of her. Yeah. And love her. Um, And she gets the cancers. And she gets the cancers, yes. But in the end, I mean, ultimately, well, I'm not the end of the movies. Thank you, guys. Um, (laughs) uh, But, like, she... I think we see there in her moment of weakness yes. a glimpse of who Samantha really is, which is someone yes. who desperately wants to be loved. We like Yes, she's sexually free. She's yeah. like this liberated woman who just mm-hmm. fucks whatever. Yeah, get mm-hmm. it. But deep down, I think she genuinely wants to be loved and cared for. Yes. Yeah. And does that make her weak, though? Do you think that makes her weak? Uh, n- no, I don't <sighs> think so. I-, I think it makes her human. I think it's interesting. It's it's They don't explore... You know, I feel like... Uh, we've talked about this before. Do, do, I don't know how much you remember about her being in love... I'm doing air quotes, listeners. Being in love with James, this guy in season one or two, where she's like yes. the tiny penis guy. What happened guy. to that guy? Nothing. Gone. And, 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 you know, I feel like that that storyline we, we talked about before, no one, you don't believe love. that. Yeah, it's did. so dumb. You know, we, we never believe... We almost they never believe Samantha. I know, yep. I know. And she said, your, your penis is too small. And it's it's very silly. But but you know, I feel like this is maybe the one besides this, some of the Smith Jared stuff, which I just can't really believe. I know they're trying to make it work, but for me, 
the, she's sick and saying this stuff. I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm getting a glimpse of who Samantha is versus some of these other times when they try it. I'm like, I don't believe you're in love with Tiny Penis Guy. I just mm-hmm. don't. But I do believe she's got some kind of weird deep-seated Well, I think they found here. Samantha's character through the episodes and through watching her performances, yeah. honestly. Yeah. I think they sort of found her character a little bit yeah. more instead of she was... Because she did start off as the one who was in a relationship, mm-hmm. as unlike the other ladies, remember? Like, yeah. I also <sighs> I, I wonder if this episode is just that that human thing of you know when you're having an argument with somebody, like let's say it's a political argument, and you know they're like, well, I think this thing, and you're like, oh god, if I was just smarter, if I was a political science major, I'd <laughs> fucking nail you right now that I'm not. Or it's like a cop is like, oh, the blah, blah. And you're like, if I knew the Constitution, I know that I'd tell him that he's an idiot. And I feel like Samantha, she's just like in this state where she's so sick and she hasn't eaten and she's tired and she hasn't slept. And like, she's just saying shit. I mean, and she says this later in the episode, obviously. But like, you know, I do think she wants to be loved. But I also think it's just so exacerbated by the fact that she just... It's like just sick as hell. And I, I mean, I've been so sick that I thought like I I just will die right yeah. now. And that's Can fine. Can I please? I'd love yeah. to die. Like I just could oh just die. God. I don't care about life I remember that I have much. this very vivid memory of being in college and I got this flu. Uh, it was like a three day flu that was going around, which I found out by going to my university student health services on the weekend when it cost $40 instead of being free, lying, shivering on their table and having them go, Oh yeah, you got to drink lots of water. We can't give you anything cause it's viral and you just got to drink fluids. Oh, and then viral. I just like went home to my stark concrete box of a dorm room and I had to climb up to the top bunk and lie there and then my roommate came in and her dumb friends came in and cooked hot dogs on their dumb skillet on this stupid space eater fucking thing did you do like potluck for a roommate I don't know what was happening I was delirious with the flu but what I'm getting at is I would have sold my soul to not have them cooking hot dogs I would I wanted to be dead yeah Yeah. so I get I get Samantha's feeling but then she she's she she gets better she goes to charlotte's engagement party and is totally her old self again but i love this odd little glimpse we get yeah. this moment of oh. of weakness yes. if you will in a very strong character yes, yes. i it, this is an interesting tidbit did you know in the first draft of the script she died <laughs> oh she died that did not happen yeah she oh, uh, did not she happen. got dysentery and it was like Oregon she, Trail she just <laughs> sneezed herself to death um, she did and they replayed <laughs> Oh boy, has that bourbon treating you? Uh, it's fine. Let's talk about let's talk a little Charlotte. bit about Charlotte. Now I feel like the Charlotte's storyline could be summed up by Kanye West's hit Gold Digger, where he says he wants prenup. Yeah, it's something that you need to have because when she leaves your ass, she's going to leave with half. 18 years, 18 years. And at the end of it, he found out it wasn't even his. Okay, you're right. You won me over. You're right. I'm not saying Charlotte's a gold digger. I'm just saying that that song, that part of the song, 
the prenup part. It's just something. All he's saying is it's something you it's, need to have. I, I hear you. I have a hard time with that song because it's very catchy and my booty can't help but move. However, it upsets me because the original version of the song written by Ray Charles is she give me money and then Kanye says she take my money and it's bothersome to me because Kanye is bothersome Kanye's a douche but it's like it's like the new Ghostbusters how 30 years ago they chased ghosts Uh but now I don't know they do something else do what they do with ghosts you need to learn that Alex starts sentences without always knowing exactly where they're going to end up and uh, sometimes it goes incredibly well so so Charlotte is we we all remember from the last episode recently engaged to Trey her dream guy and uh this is the first, I would say, yeah. indication uh, for this relationship she'll have with Trey that um, that, that, that the ideal, up. yes, mm-hmm. is still, no matter what your fantasy um, happy ending and they lived happily ever after is, you're, it's still life and you're still going to run into roadblocks where where things creep in. And, and for Charlotte, this is uh, paperwork and legality kind of like, marring her idea of like romance she goes but wait a minute a prenup because trey slyly slips her a prenup and goes it's totally standard no big deal look it over have your we lawyer can't get look married it over without it we have yeah. to have this right and she goes to the girls specifically miranda thanks for having a lawyer friend yeah um shout out to my friend carol who i'll i should bring my paperwork to whenever i have it uh but she brings it to the girls, and she's like, this is not romance. Yeah. And Miranda says, but it's just realistic. This is life. It's life, yeah. I yeah. think um, we also um, get to see a little bit of Charlotte there uh, being ballsy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and we I do. love it when Charlotte finally finds her chutzpah. Can yes. I? Literally and figuratively. She yes. does. Can I? I want to come back to her chutzpah, but I want to ask you in the in the interest of getting real. For you, as someone who's been married for quite a while, for your, does you, good God, Arthur. <laughs> Hashtag cat talk. Um, the cats are, are making mayhem. Um, you know, what? I don't want to color, I don't want to like try to, I don't want to put any answer on your lips. I'm just curious about your, your thoughts as Alec and I are newlyweds. We've been married for, yeah, I know, I love it. Three months and some change. Uh, you know, Welcome for you, to our club. right? <laughs> Thank you. For you, you're Feels so, good. you know, you, you had an incredibly romantic proposal. You, mm-hmm. you know, and you've been married for, for a long time and you're now entering, par- you've entered parenthood for mm-hmm. the last few years. What? What has that journey been like as far as romance? You know, does 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 the does the reality of life creeping in maybe pepper it with more you know more reasons to love the other person because you see how they deal with it? What's what go you go? I will stop. Um, here's my thought. I have multiple thoughts on that on any given day. So for right now, I would say that sometimes there is an unrealistic expectation because of Hollywood, Mm -hmm. of what married life and what marriage is. Mm -hmm. It is not constant romance, and that's okay. If Chris was constantly writing me love letters and giving me roses, it would be fucking annoying. (laughs) Because then that would mean, A, I'd have to do it back, and I ain't got time for that. Mm -hmm. But also, it's it's just not real life. When you marry somebody, as you guys know, and this is, I'm gonna 
step on my pedestal for a minute because yeah. you asked me the Please. question. When you marry someone, you don't just marry that part of them that swept you off your feet. You marry the part of them that has debt. You marry mm-hmm. the part of them that gets drunk sometimes and falls into a closet. Hey, Chris Booker. <laughs> <laughs> you marry that part of them that loves cats. Yeah. Um, and you marry the part of them that's going to get sick and leave a shit stain on your toilet and you have to fucking clean it for the 15th time in that week. Um, it's not the 100% romantic ideal that I think we maybe sometimes get the perception of in movies and in books and that sort of thing. And that's okay. As long as you're willing to keep your marriage in perspective and keep your life in perspective, like, all right. So he left his underwear behind the door again for like, you know, the eighth day in a row. That's okay. He took out the trash for me and he loves me unconditionally for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. All right. I'm, yeah. I'm not mad. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's just keep things in perspective about life. Like, that's how I think that Chris and I have always sort of looked at our marriage. We definitely have our romantic moments. There are times when he will grab me in the kitchen and, like, be like, hey, baby. And like, <laughs> you know, we'll have, like, just a romantic moment before our toddler runs in and goes, I pooped or something like that. And you're both so happy And she we're both pooped. so happy she pooped. That's almost as romantic. Um, I think you just, I, I think so many people have an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation of what married life is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's a partnership. It, that doesn't mean you're in the friend zone. Mm-hmm. Where you're just buddies all the time, it it's a partnership, mm-hmm. and you want your partner to do well, and they want you to do well. It should be anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's such know. a different. You know, we we live in America, which is you know the 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 ground zero for the wedding industrial complex, oh, sure. and we're also wedding obsessed. And but you know, sitting down and talking about money with somebody is so the opposite side of the coin from I'm not trying to stab you. <laughs> it's so the opposite side of the coin from from the the romantic love stuff. You know, uh, money and is a tough it's issue. So it's so, but money I just feel like that's so. Uh, Simon, are you playing with keys? Okay. Uh, I. Uh huh. And that's just so the uh, it's it's. It, I feel like so many people don't uh, don't consider the 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 vast spectrum of things that you that yeah. you deal with together um, before they enter into that, and they just go, mm. "Oh yay, romance!" And then they're romance. surprised. Like, it's have a big wedding, when, it's have a big party. Yeah, uh, we have a lot of friends actually who don't. Um, I don't know if you guys do this or not, but we they don't have joint bank accounts they don't share mm-hmm. money they keep their money separate mm-hmm. they don't take each other's last name you know everybody's all about being very independent like you know i'm i'm my own person before i met you i'm gonna maintain my own self that's great but then why get married like what's the point of that it should be a joining together and i'm totally again getting preachery preachery here but like it's it's a joining together of two people going we're gonna live this life but we're gonna live it together mm-hmm. the good the bad the ugly the great, you know, mm-hmm. all of it. Let's do it together as like an unyielding team. Yes. Um, and there's sort of something romantic. Incredible. About it's, it circles that back around idea. to like, holy cow, exactly. is there anything more romantic? Well, right. you right, know, exactly. it's interesting that you said the good, the bad, the ugly, because it reminded me of Carrie. Yeah. It oh, reminded God. me of what's going on with her yeah. in this episode. Oh, boy. Yeah. And she's. Vacillating between two different worlds here. Oh, here we go. She's got Aiden. Yeah. She's got Big. And, you know, um, 
she's she's finding that it's been a week since she had her adulterous uh, mm-hmm. romp with Big, mm-hmm. but it keeps flashing back. It yeah. does. She's, and it, she's going guys, through the normal it's life. It's sexy. Yeah. It is sexy. And, I, and Those we flashbacks are hot. We, they are. And yeah. we don't often, we've talked about this before, we don't often see SJP in these over overtly erotic situations. Right. It's like part of her contract. But for this... She gets it's dirty. Yeah. And I I think on purpose. I had an amazing boyfriend who had all his hair, good friends to talk about him with. And a married ex-boyfriend I had slept with a week ago. I think yeah, I think on purpose too to like set a tone to mm-hmm. be like to just prove just how illicit yes. this encounter was with mm-hmm. Big. And and let us know just how guilty she feels. Yes. Because then what happens? Aiden shows up from his trip and says, I love you. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she's God. just done this, like, the most heinous, horrible thing that you could do yep. in a relationship. And then, well, it's not the most. I mean, you could, like, murder someone. That's pretty terrible. But, I mean, yeah. like, you know, have an affair like that. And somebody, I kind of feel like says, murdering is is not as bad. Not somehow. as bad. <laughs> no, I can't. JK, so, JK, you know, JK. Samantha says it's okay. You haven't done anything Carrie wrong. Carrie tells Samantha. It's not... Notice she says the one friend that would be cool with it. Yeah. Yes. Of course. Miranda would lecture her. Mm-hmm. Charlotte would flip out. Yes. Charlotte would lose her mind. She yes. Does. Yes. yes. And so yeah, no, that's a very astute point. She tells Samantha the because Samantha. Samantha's cool. Exactly, Samantha, and Samantha even says it in the scene. She says that's not my that's not my style to judge people, to judge the choices that they make. And it's a pretty charming moment, I yeah, think. Yeah, it is. And you know, Carrie, but she does give a little judging look at the end of that scene. If you notice, she does a little bit of that's like that's true. A, okay, she's like, yeah. oh boy, you're in for it. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, Carrie and Carrie even says in that scene she kind of wants to be judged a little bit. She kind of wants to be punished. For, for what she's done. She knows. Yeah, she knows it's bad. She knows it's wrong. But in many ways, I might say that, that I think Carrie, uh, I don't think she fully appreciates the weight of, of what she's done. Uh, I almost feel, and this is totally me putting, I don't know, but but there's a moment where she narrates, like, what does she say later? Uh, it's when she loses Pete. I don't think it hits her until and, she loses well, yeah. right. and, and And he sits down with her and he's like, we didn't talk. Yeah. Yeah, and she's she's she has these voiceovers where she's so it's almost self indulgent where she's totally. like I I could be respons she's she's at Charlotte's engagement party and she's like I might be responsible for breaking up an, a marriage and I I just it's very don't flippant, think she right? it's very it's mm-hmm. all about her and Charlotte yeah. makes that point later in later episodes yeah, where she's, she's like, like you don't care about you didn't think about her, the you wife. think about yourself yeah, yeah. and I think that's where mm-hmm. Carrie is she's like kind of in the middle of this torrid she says it's it, she says to Big it's gonna be like the bridges of Madison Avenue I'm gonna tell this to my grandchildren like she's romanticizing yeah, she's romanticizing yeah. her mind like thinking of all of the stories she'll tell and mm-hmm. and how she'll write it she's thinking of it like a writer would yeah. Yep. What? How can I form mm-hmm. this into a, a great story? Right. Yeah. Right. And um. Mm. And uh. Um, Maybe that's why Carrie has so much drama is for the the story. She's got to get. She's gotta <laughs> pull Ultimately, the that's the maybe that's the driving factor. Yeah. The bank. Well, guys. Samantha says, "Don't worry about it. It's you're not cheating on him until he says I love you." And Aiden comes back from his trip to Pennsylvania, yeah. where she's again slept with big a second time even when she said she wasn't going to and what does he say but i love you of course yeah and now she knows 
Now she's Ugh. really in a pickle. Yeah. <laughs> she's in a pickle. Well, she was before, and honestly, I don't think yeah. Samantha meant that. I think she was saying that to be a good friend. Yeah. Because even though for Samantha, that's not really Maybe the Maybe she rules. was, like, blowing it off, like, oh, it's no big deal. That's what he says, I love that's you. That's fine. But yeah. I think yeah. Samantha knows that, at least according to other people's rules, it's still not okay. Like, yeah. But she's yeah. being not a good friend. Well, she did say, I dove you. She now did. Now play the clip from Scrubs. Sure. Wait, Turk! When has a man ever been able to tell his wife that she's pregnant. Allow me to paint you a picture with my imagination brush, okay? You two come out in the parking lot where all Carla's friends have gathered. They're holding a giant banner that says, Carla, you're pregnant, and I dove you. Did I say dove? I did, Turk. That's when I cue the bird wrangler who releases 500 white doves into the air. Where do they land? I don't know. But one thing Carla knows is that in her uterus, is a little soft baby Turk. There. I've done it. There it is. <laughs> um, did you say I dub you? Yes, yes I, I did. did. <laughs> At that point, a bunch of doves will be released. I'm not doing it justice, but um, thankfully I've played the clip. So. <laughs> oh, scrubs. I love that joke. Heather, quick question for you. So, um. No anal. <laughs> Never. Not in 15 years. Um, Maybe for our golden anniversary. We'll see about that. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, so I, I love that they do so well when Carrie's walking down the street at the top of the episode and life is good. And then boom, flash. She see She's seeing the affair she had with Big and she's cringing at it. She's putting her hands to her face. I wonder if you have a funny moment from your life, something you did embarrassing or something that sometimes you'll be in the shower or you'll be like making a sandwich or something and suddenly it just flashes into your brain. You're like, oh God, that happened. Oh God, no. Yes. Like every day, I'm probably going to go home right now after this podcast and go, I can't believe I fucking said that. <laughs> I can't believe I just said anal to it. Like literally, it I, wouldn't I be the moments. 70th time someone said the word anal, anal on, this on this podcast. podcast. I, um, when I was in sixth grade, I was cast um, in this play that was like, it was a, a, there was a professional theater company in Charlotte and I was cast as like one of the kid roles and like you know i mean it's not broadway but like if you're cast in it you're you're supposed to show up like adults and children it was were an both adult play. play yeah it was an yeah. adult play right uh-huh. and like one day cuz i'm 10 or however old i was one day i was like i don't feel like going and my mom probably after i was already 20 minutes late was like wait aren't you supposed to be at a rehearsal and i was like meh and she was like oh my god and she was mortified cuz really it's kind of the parents who are totally. responsible, but so yeah. um, I uh, I show up like forty five minutes late again because I just didn't feel like you going. Go, yeah, and um, I'm rethinking the, this marriage. The director, thing, oh, dear. <laughs> oh heaven. The director was a very serious and scary guy, like oh, kind God. of a kind of a Snape, like kind of an Alan Rickman as Snape. Turned to page three hundred and ninety four, and he um, he. Like, I walked in the room and he goes, oh, I'm so glad that you were... Let's all give him a round of applause <gasps> that he decided to join us. And you were 10? And, oh, yeah. my God. And everyone I'm started rude. clapping and I bowed. No. As you should. And I cringe at that moment. Like, I'll just be, like, doing the dishes and I'll go, oh, God. And it'll, and it'll pop come, in your head. It'll come back to me. Because you were, you were a yeah. little asshole. 
Yeah. You were little assholes, but you were. Yeah. And Shout I just out to Ricky's cringed. mom, yeah. Debbie Sue. Is that I what she would cringed. say, Ricky? There are. Is that what she would say, Ricky? Is that what she uh, Ricky, Ricky will, Ricky will uh, talk about his mom. Uh, she's she's gorgeous and classy and wonderful and has a potty mouth. And uh, I feel Love like I've heard him quote her as saying, "You're a little asshole, aren't you? You're a little asshole." That's all. Um, I feel like there have been lots of moments like that, but there's one that stands out in particular when I was um, auditioning for um, Meet the Parents. I think it was like the third movie mm-hmm. um, where they had kids. Yes. It, was uh-huh. the meet, it was the Meet the Fockers, but they had kids. And they yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was auditioning for a very small part in that movie, and I was so excited because I was like new to Hollywood. Yeah. And it was like my fir- one of my first big feature film auditions. And I was sitting in the waiting room, and it was one of the casting offices where you could hear the auditioning happening mm-hmm. in the room next to you. I hate that. Mm-hmm. So every actor that went in before me was like, um, oh my god, it's so great to see you. How are you? How have you been? And they would talk for like a few minutes, you know, like, and that with this went on like maybe three or four actors before me. So mm-hmm. I was so excited to go in, and um, I just remember like walking into the room and going, Oh my gosh, hi, it's so great to meet you. Like, this is really great. And she's like, Okay, cool, Heather. All right, we're gonna start with the first scene. And I go, oh, Are we not gonna talk for a second? Because I heard you talking to everybody else, and I thought, oh. We're totally gonna be friends. And oh, as I was I'm saying yeah, yeah. I know, I just yeah. made you both yeah. real uncomfortable. Yeah. Imagine I've had those moments too. This poor casting director going, What the fuck? Like, <laughs> no, I don't even know you. And I just was like, Well, I just thought we you know, we're gonna be friends and we're just gonna talk and I just sort of went, Shut up, Heather, shut up, Heather, shut up, Heather and I was just like a nut when like trying <laughs> I, to backtrack. I've had those moments where I hear so words coming out of my mouth and I'm like, Why are so you saying why am I talking? It's just like word vomit. Just blah, yeah. I feel like every scene with Paul Rust in Love on Netflix is basically yeah. that. It's it's him He's just awkward. like he can't stop himself. Yeah. Uh, so I cringe at that moment. There. Sometimes I'll think of that and go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know oh, why? That's great. That's because great. in life you can't undo that shit. No. It is permanent. <laughs> it is done. But like I'll do that like when I'm at the drive thru at like Wendy's or something. Yeah. I'll be like, Hey, I like your tie and I'm like, What the fuck is wrong with me? Who likes you were like, Wendy's drive through tie? Yeah, you were like, Oh wait, that was a burn scar, that wasn't a tie. Like, open chest. <laughs> yeah. like, they, wear, they wear vests at Wendy's. No, like I have those moments every day where I just like blurt out stuff where I get too comfortable with people right away mm-hmm. yeah where i'm like oh cool like you know yep. let's be friends and yes. i'll say something stupid and they just look at me and i'm like what's wrong with I me? i'm worry. so awkward because i fancy myself to be a really self-aware person but every once yeah. in a while alec and i are in situations where i because i tend to get i'm the same as you i'll get really friendly with people really quickly and i'll see alec sort of like make a face and I'm like, like no, oh fuck there. I took it too far yes. something happened yeah. and I couldn't see it too. in myself and now he sees it and he knows me better than I know myself and oh my god what have I done Chris will do that too like it's he'll see me and just bad. go no <laughs> stop it he'll just look he'll just now we have it down like he'll give me a look that's like you've gone too far and I'll be like I'm just gonna take this call <laughs> um it, it happens a lot and I I'm very self aware too and I try now just to I just don't talk to people <laughs> I just try not to talk to people. Well, don't engage. Not to you talk. know who's not self-aware is big because he shows oh, up at Carrie's yes. apartment. He's a toddler. Your transitions are amazing. Thank He's you. great. I want to point um, out. Yeah, yeah. You should work for the news. <laughs> um, 
He does. He behaves like a toddler, doesn't he? He yes, totally he does. does. Uh, he does. He he it's shows up good. at her apart. He shows up at her apartment when Aiden's, Aiden's there. there. So like, she God, takes. I know. Jesus Christ. So he, he even threatens her. Yeah. yeah she's he on does. the phone. She's like, "Oh, Miranda, I can't talk." He's like, "If you don't come down, I'm coming up." Yeah. So crazy person. She takes Pete, uh, Aiden's dog. She comes Petey. outside and. Um, He's like, listen, I, 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 I don't care about her the way I care about you. Don't ever call me at home again. Walk. You know, you can't just decide you want to see me and boom, I'm there. Is this his dog? Yes. Do you know what your problem is? You want it all. You want the girl you screw me and the girl you go home to, her. That's bullshit. I just want you. I can't do this anymore. I sleep with two people at the same time. I'm going to tell her tonight. What? what? No. No, no. Married men don't just leave the way. I have a man who loves me, and you have a wife who loves you. Don't talk about him and her like it's you and me. You have no right to do this. You can't just come back into my life and fuck it all up. Well, I think there are two people doing the fucking here, Carrie. Oh, shit. Pete. Oh, shit. Where are you going? Oh, Pete, Wait, Carrie. Pete. And she's like, don't do this. And then and he's she's like, I'm not... going to tell my wife. And, and she's how like, convenient that he's doing this when she's finally found someone who <gasps> just said Mr. I love it. Exactly. And Pete runs away. And then Pete runs away Pete, in the rainstorm. Let's be a little more clear. Yeah. Yes, it's ridiculously sunny and it's stupid. <laughs> and Heather was like, uh, okay, it's a beautiful day. Why is it going to rain later? Because you've seen this episode before. Yes. And I said, what is this, Hawaii? Pete, <laughs> run, Pete runs away, except I don't like putting the blame on Pete. No, Pete's it's a not dog Pete's who fault. likes to it's smell things Pete's and fault. run, and Carrie's an idiot yeah. who's supposed to be re- an adult responsible for another creature's life who just yeah. lets the leash go because she's caught up in her own drama, and yep. there goes Pete. Typical so Carrie. It's real sad. She tells Big she doesn't want his help finding the dog. She spends three hours nerping in the New York rain. Those nerps. She yeah. gave a show to all the people I on mean, that road. Red bra with yeah. a white shirt. Who's got time for that? Whoa. I don't. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. I, she's looking in every areola code for that dog. <laughs> um, and after three hours, she comes back having not found him. I guess she just decided, well, well the dog's dead looking? now. I, know. I can't <laughs> Imagine Why leaving go home my yeah. I'm trying yeah. to imagine leaving my boyfriend in my apartment for three hours without even stopping at a payphone to say like, "Hey, I'm not dead." By the way, in yeah. the dog's rain, in the pouring rain, it wasn't even like a little bit of a drizzle. It was like a torrential. I downpour. feel like if I were him, he's super chill when she comes back, but I would have called the cops. Yeah. Like, After hey, my, three hours, my girlfriend left. Hearing... My dog came back, but she didn't. She's yeah. definitely dead. Maybe raped he just and dead. knows. <laughs> raped and dead. Maybe yeah. he just knows she's sort of a free spirit. Uh, Maybe I guess. She went out for a doobie or something. I yeah. guess. He's also psychic. Back. Aiden's perfect. He's yeah. psychic and he's perfect. he's perfect. Aiden comes back, uh, and uh, wait. Carrie comes back. Yeah, yes. Aiden. I was yeah. like, that's not right. And Aiden's like, hey, where you been? What's going on? Yeah, he's like, where, where you been, Pop Tart? <laughs> um, so, wow. Um, the dog is I love there. Aiden's 
He's much. sweet. At least the dog's there because Carrie's got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. A bitch ain't Oh, my God. So she comes back. The dog's there. And this is a brilliant piece of writing. Mm-hmm. This is brilliant. Mm-hmm. This is, like, it's, great. He sits her down and he says. He phrases it this way in real life. But, yeah, you're right. It's he good He says, writing. you've been cheating. And it's like, oh, shit. Oh, I am bug. caught as she, hell. She smells the D on her. Yeah, and yeah. she takes a deep breath and she lets it out. Because she's like, yeah. well, at least he knows. And she thinks that's how gently he would say you've been cheating. Like, yeah. if he really thought a dick was in her, a, some strange. But then he would just be like, how he actually she, reacts. Like, I know, it's true. Episode. That's a great yeah. point. Yeah, he, he does. Oh, it, yeah. it makes me And hurt. she's like, okay, <clears throat> he knows. Again, Carrie's just so self-centered. She's like, in the movie of my life, this is where he knows. And he's like, you've been smoking again, haven't you? And she's like, uh, go what? Yeah. And she's like, sweet. I'm perfect out. I got alibi. Yeah. Perfect yeah, alibi. Perfect. perfect. She's like, yeah, I have. And the voiceover's like, <clears throat> and that was the truth. Yeah. And he's like, it's... I hope you want to stop. She's like, I really do. And that was the truth, too. She's so self-centered and Double melodramatic. Meaning. But Ugh. I get the sense that maybe you don't care for Carrie. I love Carrie. <laughs> uh, we talk. We we are we are openly and very harshly critical of her um, uh, a lot of the time. But I I am a Carrie. I'm 100 percent a Katie. You girl. think so? I'm harder Carrie? on her because I identify with her dumb shit. Where she just she she. Uh, she can be really reckless and she doesn't think hard enough about how it affects other people. And I've been that person. And so, um, I guess I just want her to learn a little better and a little quicker. Um, but I also understand her inclination to sort of like want to live her life. Many times during this episode where I have to stop and remind myself it's TV, it's writing. I do a lot of this shit for the drama of it all. Mm -hmm. But I just think like, um, why the fuck wouldn't you move on? Big is yeah. treating you like garbage. Um, and there are some things that she does that are, everyone kind of looks at Carrie Bradshaw as this sort of feminist icon. She's mm-hmm. this independent woman making it on her own, making her own fashion choices, men choices, sexually liberated in New York City. Mm-hmm. But she makes the dumbest decisions yes. in relationships yes. after bad relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's for me, not very representative of a true feminist lifestyle. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? I 100% agree, Alec. Uh, as a feminist, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, no, I, 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 I don't know how much to elaborate on what you're saying or to expound upon it because you've, I think you've said it all. It's. It, we I think we hold her up because she's she's she is fabulous mm-hmm. and we and the you know if you she's Carrie Bradshaw she is mm-hmm. and and every girl wants to be Carrie Bradshaw because her mm-hmm. life is so glamorous and she only writes one column for one newspaper and somehow affords and an apartment somehow all on her own lives in yeah. a brownstone like, we want her New life York. we want to we want to date fabulous men and go to fabulous restaurants every and, opening of and have every fabulous job. couture clothing and write and on write a about our lives. Well, she did get a book deal. Brunch. She did cash. eventually, um, but you know, I, I, we do, we all want to be her. But when you, I think you're right. When you peel back 
those those kind of idealistic she's layers. She's a really flawed person. She she's is very. She makes bad decisions when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. She also is several times a really bad friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is definitely. Sort of she didn't even bring yes. cream cheese to Miranda that one I time know. later that we haven't even gotten to yet. Aiden had to go pick up. I know. So like I think it's hard for me sometimes to watch it from that perspective of. Carrie is this like strong female representative mm-hmm. because she makes so many poor choices. But it's TV. She's it's supposed TV. to. Otherwise, we wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. If, yes. if she made all great choices, it'd be over one season. And um, <laughs> we wouldn't be having this podcast. We're right. critical because we care about Carrie. We yes. love her. We yeah. are also huge Miranda fans on this podcast. But mm-hmm. even Miranda has her flaws, you know. And we we it's kind of like being great friends with someone or or being married to someone. You 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 can see their flaws better when you love them that much and you you like want to help mm. them. And uh, yeah. you know, like, Carrie's a Carrie's a mess. She's but a mess, we and we love but we love her. What team, if you could, like, just based on our conversation mm-hmm. tonight and knowing how amazing I am, what team do you mm. think I am? Like, who do you think I identify with the most? Well, I think you... <clears throat> I think you Mostly have... I want to ask you questions about me. <laughs> I, I, I and I'm did. happy to answer them. Um, I wonder if you're... I have my answer. I'm going to hold on to it. My, my answer is complicated because I, I, I feel like it's unfair to just place one of the characters on you. Right, I feel like... I feel like you you have um, sort of the sarcastic, fun sensibility, humor wise of Miranda, mm-hmm. but I see your positivity and uh, of Charlotte. Like mm-hmm. you've definitely there's there's something just very like the world is is ideally a good place, and that's the world I want to live in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do I also feel like you've got a little bit of the wild child sensibility of Carrie and a little bit of Samantha. Of Sammy. So, so you're basically, saying I'm all you're all of them. I am a combination I, of You them. are. I think I'm going to say, because I've listened to more episodes of your podcast than Alec has, I'm going to say I think I would place you more squarely as Charlotte, not because you're super innocent, because your, <laughs> your ideals, you're a little more conservative mm-hmm. um, uh, in some ways. You're also kind of wild, but then again, Charlotte gets around. She's she, she doesn't get enough credit for all the dudes she bumps. Lots yeah. of guys. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying you do. I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying that Charlotte is not as goody two shoes. <clears throat> She's more as, complex than a lot of people think she is. Mm-hmm. And so I that's kind of what what what, what what's your answer? I'm gonna say cheers to you both because I'm totally a Charlotte. Yes! <laughs> I'm totally a Charlotte. That's Charlotte is probably my favorite character there for yeah. those reasons that you guys mentioned. Because her journey she, is incredible. Her journey is fantastic. Yep. And also like the episode where she has a miscarriage mm-hmm. breaks Oh, Elizabeth my heart. Taylor. Yes. <clears throat> now is the time for guts and guile. She watches that E. True Hollywood story <clears throat> and then she puts on her so pink great. dress. And, and she puts she's on her- just like, I'm Woo! having a fucking moment Girl. for me. Yes. But just from an acting perspective, like, I love that. I love mm-hmm. her journey mm-hmm. because she kind of gets blown off a little bit as just the flippant, like, well, everything's perfect. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, but she truly has like a lot of self revelations in the show. She falls hard. She gives Carrie her wedding ring or mm-hmm. engagement or wedding ring money yep. um, to help her out. Like, mm-hmm. she's a really good friend to them and she's there, their biggest cheerleader. Yep. And they put upon her. She's the one they call to vent and talk mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And, and she takes a lot from them. 
In many um, ways, she shouldn't belong because right. the rest of them are so like kind of forward thinking, liberating, and whatever. What, but but yeah. Charlotte, you know, in but she does belong because she she's mm-hmm. she is more complex than I think. Do it, and yet in this episode, they all mention how they they're gonna miss Charlotte. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah. they yeah, think they're losing her in that. this right, episode. Right, right, right. But um, a lot of people think that when when your friends get married, you think you're gonna lose somebody, or when they have kids, you think you're gonna mm-hmm. lose them. Uh, but they don't. Your friends yeah. who are married and have kids don't go anywhere. They're still yeah. the same people. They're just right. more tired, and have, <laughs> and have other focuses and stuff like that. But yeah. no, I think I totally out of everybody, in terms of like, I identify with Charlotte probably the mm-hmm. most. So good, good on ya. Thank you. Yes. Good on ya, Sex in the City kids. Heather, I had such a fun time with you tonight Yay. on this episode. I want to hear you real quick because we mentioned for two seconds at the beginning of this episode that you. You host a podcast yourself. I want you to elaborate on that a little bit and just just give it a good solid plug because I know we have listeners who will be very excited whether you have children or not. (laughs) Just listen to what she has to say. Go. All right. So I host a podcast called Motherhood in Hollywood, and it's really just sort of um, my journey to um, find my way through this business they call show Mm -hmm. and also balance this newfound love I have for being a mom and being a parent. And I love my daughter so much and I am trying to find ways to still be creative as a mom and as an actress. And I have great people on my show. Kat's been on my show. Um, uh, Everybody go back and listen to that episode. It's just... My blunt personality, it's me being real. Like, you said it really great earlier. Like, it's the fun side of parenting, but it's also the glamorous side of Hollywood. And then it's also me just being blunt and real. And, and like, you have this incredible guests. I mean, for, for I, I'll just say <clears throat> for people who are listening... There were there have been several episodes that have really um, spoken to me, and I'm not a mom, mm-hmm. and so you know, like I don't remember who you had on who was talking about her momco, the momco app. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Jillian Darlington. Right, yeah. and and but this was a this is it, it's not just so this is a woman who's a mom and who talked about a single her, mom a yeah. single mom who talked about her journey of like oh I'm a single mom I need to reach out to moms what do I do and she didn't know anything about making apps and she figured out how to how to how to create an app that is now really successful and i think that like as an as a woman who's like a business person an entrepreneur it's just fascinating to hear this person talk about that and people have had a lot of of rosie pope is on my show Um, allison holker from dancing with the stars but on my show i just had beverly mitchell audrina patridge Mm -hmm. Um, you had beverly wait what i'm so sorry i get on board getting married (laughs) in hollywood Life has been a little hectic. You had Audrina Patridge on Audrina your show? Audrina Patridge on my show. And Beverly Mitchell from 7th Heaven? 7th Heaven. Shut up! I know. Get That's on board. That's really exciting. Uh, no, it's really fun. How did you get Audrina? I slept with her. Okay. <laughs> that I makes know. sense, I'm actually. I'm sleeping my way to yeah. the top. Well, she's preggers now, isn't she's she? She's totally pregnant, yeah. And she's yeah. so cute. She talked about um, her plans after baby, like if she has a plan in place and like cute. all that stuff. So yeah, Amazing. she's lovely. I love Betsy that. Johnson, fashion designer, <gasps> Betsy Johnson. Oh my God. What? Yeah. I know. Where have I been? I don't I'm know. sorry. I'm a little behind. Google but I've, me. I've listened to like at least <laughs> 10 or more. I've, I've had hours in my car alone just listening to it's you It's hard talk to, to keep up with podcasts. There's it so is. many great podcasts out there. And I feel like a lot of my friends have podcasts. And I'm trying to like, unless I get an audition in Santa Monica and I'm in the car for two hours, it's hard for me to 
Like, listen. For I know I'm sitting here, I'm like an asshole over here with my dick in my in my hand, going like, "It's hard for me to catch up." And I'm like, "You have a three year old." Like, what am I? I'm sitting over here whining about that. Listen, I've got cats. I li- you do have cats. Um, cat with the cats. I do listen to my car. It's, there's a lot of great podcasts out there. But no, I've been really lucky. Like, Motherhood in Hollywood has. Um, it's just sort of fun. I think that when you're passionate about something and you're excited about something, people hear it. Yep. And they mm-hmm. want to join in on the fun. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't sugarcoat a lot of stuff. The people that come on my show, as you know, I'm just sort of like, I ask them real questions. Yeah. We have fun. It's a fun time. It's not like an in-depth, like, tell me about how your father molested you. Yeah. It's not that kind of shit. It's a fun show, and we, and I goof around, but I'm, Podcasts I have Podcasts are freeing, time. I think. I think people feel like, even though it's now becoming a more ubiquitous, like, form of media where people, where lots of people listen to podcasts, I still feel like it's more intimate than going on a talk show or something where people totally. feel like they can say things they might not they don't, otherwise you know why? say. Because they don't see us. Right. They don't see us. They don't see that we maybe don't have on full makeup. We're not dressed in like Mm -hmm. our finest designer, whatever. Mm -hmm. We're comfortable. We're sitting here slouching, you know, we're relaxed on the couch and you get comfortable and it's a little more freeing. The booze helps. Yes. But it's (laughs) a little more freeing. Um and you get comfortable. Like this is a conversation that we're having. And the people who are listening to this show right now are a part of that. Mm-hmm. There, it's all, or it's almost like they're eavesdropping. Yeah, yes. you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like you're getting a little bit of a, a slice of life of what our lives are really like. Yes. And, and how much Absolutely. fun we have as people. And mm-hmm. I love that about podcasts that you can. Um, I love that about the Nerdist. I'm not a huge fan of Chris Hardwick because I'm just jealous of him, and that's the I'm only so reason. jealous of him. So jealous. But the when I listen to his interviews with people, it gives me a greater respect for some of the guests he has on because you get to hear them, and it's not thirty second clips like on Access Hollywood and E. It's not ten second sound bites that you hear from people talking about their movies or whatever mm-hmm. latest projects. It's them, ideally, you know, being genuine and yeah. being real people and chatting about dumb stuff. About dumb stuff, and it's not just like I'm I'm only gonna pimp this or promote this you know thing that I have. It's them talking about when they were in fifth grade or, you know, when their husband proposed to them or whatever. So you get a chance to connect with people um, in a different way. And I think that's what's great about podcasts. Yeah. And I, uh, talking about the MomCo app, Jillian Darlington, have immersed myself in the last, like, year in podcasting. Learned everything I could about it. I'm teaching myself how to use WordPress. I'm teaching myself how to podcast. Like, all mm-hmm. of this. So I can... Um, Find a, cre- like I said, creative outlet to just sort of be in the business, have fun, somehow incorporate my daughter into it as well. Because, you know, mm-hmm. Channing makes an appearance on the show every now and then. Yeah. And it's very reflective of me, who I am at this point in my life. And it's kind of like this neat little time capsule. It's like an audio yearbook it's for an her audio to yearbook listen to. Where if I stop the podcast next week, Channing will have 30... 40 episodes to go back in and listen to so cool sort of documenting this moment in time of her mom Mm -hmm. you know like and her Mm -hmm. life and what i was going through it what i wouldn't give to have that pretty cool right in case people are too lazy to google Mm -hmm. uh where can they find motherhood and holly please don't be lazy to google (laughs) i will put up an infographic Mm -hmm. um uh motherhoodandhollywood.com is the website and you can find me at motherhood and hollywood on facebook and instagram and M-I-H podcast on Twitter and Periscope. I awesome. Periscope. 
Yeah, you do. Oh, honestly, I'll be tagging. I'll, I'll be. We'll be tagging her and all the stuff when we when yeah, we yeah, have yeah. this episode out. But and this come find my show. Smart, it's so yeah. much fun. Everybody, yeah. please come find my so show. So much fun. Awesome. Thank you, you so much. Thank you You're for the having best. me on the show. You this guys. was this exceeded my expectations, and my expectations were real high. <laughs> so I assume even after we stop recording, we're still gonna sit here and talk about yeah. sex in the There's city. There's so right? much yeah. to talk about. Anal. So Never much ends. to talk about. I love you guys. Thank yeah. you so much. So what we're gonna do? This is this is what we do. You may know this from listening to former episodes, but uh, we're gonna say uh, until next time. Carry on. on. That's the improv training there. <laughs> <laughs> nice.